we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh boy, here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Homer, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us, and I am your host. I don't know, for the next 20, 30 minutes or so, we're going to talk a little bit about Disney, Disneyland to be specific. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I gave you a show, and at the time you were listening to that show, if you listened on release day, which of course I know that you do, why wouldn't you? Uh, I was actually in the air flying over to Disneyland. Well, now, when you're listening to this show on Thursday, I'm actually in the air flying over to Disney World. I actually get to do both parks uh, in a matter of like two weeks. Although technically I'm at a conference, so I really will be doing the After Hours event on uh, Thursday night, which is tonight on release day. So I have a review about that coming in the coming weeks after I get to experience that. Got a conference, of course. My good friend Terry Weaver, as you may have heard me talk about incessantly, uh, he has a conference called The Thing Live, and I will be at that conference this weekend. So uh, no Monday show this week either. So it's just Thursday shows until next week, Thursday, and then the following week we'll jump back on our Monday show. We've got some fun stuff planned for the quick Monday show, the quick uh, quoting wall to your Monday magic. That'll all be coming up again. Just no Monday show again this week. I just, I just don't have time to do it because I'm going to be gone this weekend. So please, please. Forgive me. Find me on Twitter at Magic on a Dollar. Find me on Instagram at Magic on a Dollar. Find me on Facebook at Disney on a Dollar as well. You can hear that information at the end of the show with the lovely Katrina Stone giving you the spiel about where to find me. Thank you so much to Katrina, by the way. She is a artist. She is a musical artist. She's awesome. Great voice. Great person overall. Find the music on iTunes as well. I will link to their stuff in the show notes of this particular episode. Go to MagicOnADollar.com and you can find the podcast page where all the show notes stuff will be as well as a whole bunch of other stuff about Disney and things like that. If you know, I think it's a, it's it's a website that I haven't really I've talked about it, but I haven't really plugged it very much. People ask me about the dining plan, they ask me about the fast passes, they ask me how all that stuff works, and I just send it to the website. I've written articles about all those things. You can go there, you can find out how that stuff works. I, I think it's pretty clear and concise and hopefully it will help you out a little bit. So, we are going to talk a little bit of Disneyland today. I do want to kind of dive into my trip a little bit. I'm not going to go minute by minute. But I do want to share with you some stuff that happened over the trip, maybe a few reviews here and there, kind of give you an idea of what's at Disneyland, because many of you don't go to Disneyland very often. Of course, many of you don't come to Disney World very often either, so, you know, this show is primarily about Disney World, because that's kind of my stomping ground, my home, but uh, I do love me some land as well. But first, we got to do some news. Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. The rhythm is not going to get you very much longer at Disney Springs. Did I just make that joke? I just did. Talking, of course, about Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. She is the lead of the Miami Sound Machine and one of my all-time favorite artists. I love I love conga. Uh, words get in the way. Of course, the rhythm is going to get you. And uh, probably one of my favorite songs, my favorite song by her is Here We Are. And I consider that to be the third or fourth saddest song ever. Love Here We Are. It's such just a heartbreaking little tune. 
But I'll tell you, when I was in college, I had a kind of a heartfelt breakup, and uh, the song uh, Can't Stay Away From You did not help me at all. Why am I bringing Gloria Estefan up in the news? Well, of course, she and her husband Emilio kind of run the Bongos uh, restaurant there at the end of Disney Springs over there in the west side. I don't know if they call it the west side anymore, but the west side, it's the big pineapple, basically. You're, you're going to eat inside of a big pineapple. Well, that is closing. I think Bongos and that whole, that whole restaurant direction is going to go with kind of a a different direction, doing some other things, and they're going to be doing some other ventures as well. So Bongo's will be closing in August. I've never eaten there because I'm not a big fan of Cuban food. But if you want to go to Bongo's one more time, I've heard it's actually very good. If you like Cuban food, make sure you hit it up before August. The NBA experience is opening up at Disney Springs as well. Now, this is, of course, where Disney uh, Disney Quest used to be. Now, I never never got around to going to Disney Quest, and I heard it was well. I heard it was good, but I also heard that over time it got a little dated. Some of the graphics it was it was supposed to be this really cool like technological marvel of things, but uh, yeah, not so much. Now, what exactly is the NBA experience? I'll be honest with you, I don't really know. Here's what the website says. For everyone who's dreamed of getting scouted, throwing down a monster jam, or hitting a game-winning jumper, it is time to live out your ultimate basketball fantasy. Thirteen separate activities combine NBA action with Disney theme park magic so the whole family can get their game on like pros. Buy tickets now at $34 plus tax uh, for a one-day NBA experience ticket for an adult, and of course that's $29 for kids. Again, I don't know a lot about this. I think I will try to go at some point. I don't know. I, I don't play basketball very very much, and so I don't know how this is going to relate to me. I don't know. But if you do play basketball, if you like the NBA, I suggest you give it a chance. See what happens. In restaurant news, over in Epcot, two new restaurants are actually opening up. The Space Restaurant. We've been hearing a little bit about kind of the, the space atmosphere. The windows are going to be space-filled. You're going to be able to, to kind of sit in the restaurant and see space from where you are. That is opening up sometime this summer. They actually are, had not... Uh, it was kind of surprising because it kind of dropped on everybody how quickly it was going to open. But it's coming up. It's coming up soon. They announced it about two years ago, this space-themed restaurant opening up near Mission Space, and Disney World is going to open the doors finally. Um, led by executive chef Theo Schoeninger. I don't know how to say his last name, so you don't know the difference, I promise you. Uh, this restaurant is actually going to be one of Disney's more upscale dining venues with table service and quote-unquote international-inspired cuisine. Uh, an extensive wine list of over 1,000 bottles of the world's finest wines. So there's that. There's no really report on the menu just yet, but it is owned by the same restaurants um, as uh, the same company that owns restaurants Tutu Italia, Via Napoli at Epcot. They own they own Morimoto Asia, Maria and Enzo's Restaurant in Disney Springs, and Tutu Italia is fantastic. I love Vianopoli. I'm going to Morimoto actually this coming Monday for the first time, but I've heard it's fantastic. I like Maria and Enzo's, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I really, really am. I mean, you're going to be able to go in, and it's basically set where you can look out the window into space. Now, what that means, how, uh, what's coming from that, I don't really know, but that's expected to open up sometime this summer, um, much quicker than I actually thought it was going to be. Over there, close to Mission Space between, I believe, Mission Space and Test Track. Now, if space dining is not your thing, and you're thinking a little more maybe of the, the Orient, head on all the way across Overworld Showcase in Japan, and they will be opening up a brand new restaurant over there. Now, this is in the Japan Pavilion. Uh, they're going to call it uh, Tukami Tei. 
It's a signature restaurant. Now, I could again be getting that name wrong, so please forgive me if I do. But it will be opening up sometime this summer as well in the Japan Pavilion. It is a signature dining restaurant, which means if you're on the, the dining plan, you will have to use two credits, not just one. So that'll be fun. But uh, it, the website says the designer celebrates the relationship between J- Japanese craftsmanship and the natural world, while the food is inspired by the wonderful collaboration between nature and Takami, the artisan. Um. I sort of know what that means. I don't know know a lot about the Japanese culture, but they're going to have a a a wa room, a water room, a wood room, a stone room, and an earth room and a washi room. The upscale dinner menu will highlight wagyu beef in subline setting, and guests interested in the ultimate experience will be able to indulge in a multi course tasting menu featuring traditional tea services. I think this sounds great, and I also think this sounds expensive. So proceed with caution. I will eat there when I have a chance to, but it might be a little while because this sounds a little bit more expensive for my blood. Finally, Disney bought Hulu. Well, they didn't buy Hulu, but they actually own a big stake of Hulu. When they when they ended up uh, purchasing their part of, of Fox, that means they actually bought a, bought a stake into Hulu as well. Now, Hulu is a streaming service along with Netflix and Amazon Prime and eventually Disney+. Plus. So when Disney bought Fox, they ended up owning also like a 51 or 52% stake into Hulu. Well, they've also worked now with Comcast to buy Comcast's 33% stake in Hulu over the next five years or so. And they will give up, uh, Comcast will give up voting rights immediately to Disney. Disney will get operational control of Hulu effective immediately in return for Disney and Comcast entering into a an ownership deal of sorts. There's a lot of little fine print there behind the behind the scenes that I don't really it doesn't matter, whatever, but basically Disney's going to own Hulu in the next couple of years and they'll be able to, to run the world. I think what they're going to do, because Hulu is a pretty cool streaming service, I think they will end up probably packaging it maybe for 20 bucks or something you can get or $15 you can get Hulu and Disney Plus. But then again, this just may be something they're going to stomp out and be like, hey, we're Disney. We're Disney Plus. We own the world. We're stomping this one out too. So who knows? One more bit of news here at the very end. The Harmony Barbershop, which is in the Magic Kingdom, a lot of people have gotten their first haircuts there or seeing their children have their first haircuts there, which my child did the very same many, many years ago. The Harmony Barbershop, now able to accept reservations online. Now, this is a big deal. Same thing with the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and the Pirates League. Now, the reason this is a big deal because you could never do this online. You always had to call it in. So as a travel planner, Magic on a Dollar Travel Planning Services, I'm happy to help you any way I possibly can to help make your magical memories. Uh, so when you did your dining, I would do a client's dining at, say, 5 in the morning, my time. Um, you know, you get online immediately at 5, you jump on there, you get Cinderella's Royal Table, and you take off, you know, you get Chef Mickey, and you get, uh, you know, Liberty Tree Tavern, and whatever else they request. You get all those. Well, you had to wait until 6 a.m. to call Disney to get the boutique. That was really tough because, you know, sometimes by the time you got to 6 o'clock, the boutiques were either gone or by the time you got through, if it was a busy day, the boutiques were gone. And suddenly you had a Cinderella Royal Table on Tuesday, but you couldn't get the boutique until Thursday. And that, that doesn't do any good. And so now you can do them online. And, and maybe for you guys in the audience, it's not that big of a deal. For me, that's a major deal. I'm pretty excited about this. So that's going to be really, really cool. So... BBB Online, uh, uh, Pirates League Online, Harmony Barbershop Online. That's awesome. So there's your news, folks. So let's. I want to kind of turn things over now to to Disneyland. I want to kind of look at our, our my trip a little bit and kind of again. I've got some notes here, just some things I want to touch on, some stuff that we did, and kind of tell you a little bit about some some different adventures and different experiences that I had at Disneyland because I had a good time. I had a really really good time. Now. No, of course, this was the trip where we did the Parkeology Challenge, where we did 45 out of 47 rides. We couldn't get the last two. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in its own segment, probably next week or sometime in the next few weeks. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I kind of want to share what happened with that whole thing, because 
I think it's a good story. Uh, and we got some plans for some new adventures coming up as well in terms of park challenges and stuff, but we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I could not start this story without talking about my telephone. Uh, I have an iPhone 6, and I love my phone. I do. I, I live on my phone in terms of not just social media, really, but in terms of clients' emails. I'm always texting. I'm always voice messaging. I'm always calling. You know, I, I'm, I'm available to my clients, to my to my Disney families, maybe more than I should be, but I'm available a lot to them. And I have people emailing me and texting me all hours of the day. Now, if I'm asleep overnight, you don't necessarily hear from me until the next morning, but, you know, I will I will email back pretty quickly if I can. Because, and I always have my phone with me. I'm always reading Disney trends. I'm always following Twitter, finding out what's new, what's coming up. I've got pages, social media pages to post on and things like that. Plus, we had the Park Archaeology Challenge coming up. So I had to be ready for that, too, because we had to tweet. We had to tweet all day all the rides we were on. So that was going to be important to have a phone. So I get off the airport. I get off, I get off the plane at the airport, LAX, big airport. Now, I'm not really intimidated. I've been there before, but, you know, I don't really know my way around very well. I've only been to LAX twice, maybe, ever. So I get to my shuttle, and I look down at my phone, and I have 1% on my phone. Now, the shuttle's coming up at the top of the hour. It's probably, I don't know, 4.40 or so, and I'm thinking I probably should go back in the terminal for 10 minutes just to plug my phone in, just to give it a little quick charge, right, until I can get somewhere where I can, I can charge my phone. And I'm thinking, you know what, I, I don't want to leave because what if the bus comes early? Because I don't know. The bus comes at the top of the hour, but maybe it comes early. I, I don't know. So the bus gets there, and I have my ticket on my phone, and I tell the bus driver, hey, I got 1%, man, so um, you know, we need to go ahead and scan this ticket. He goes, you know, a guy will be getting on pretty soon to, to look at your ticket, so just hold on to it. If you need to write that number down, do I memorized the number, 238-168-2121. That was my confirmation number for my super shuttle, my Disneyland Express. I remember that number now. Um, so, so finally, the guy gets on. He checks all the tickets, and he checks my phone. Thankfully, it's it's good. The phone dies five minutes later. You know what? It happens. I, I'm without a phone. I'm on the bus. I'm headed to the I head to the resort. You know, I'm gonna get, get dropped off at, at one resort, and then I just walk over from the bus stop, walk over to my resort, which is next door. No big deal. So I get there, get to check in. Everything's pleasant, and nice. And I'll talk a little bit about the Anaheim Resort in just a minute. But uh, get there, check in. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. So I, I my stuff down on the bed. I get some, uh, I'm going to get some pictures and stuff, but I got to tr- pull my phone out. So I, I pull my suitcase open real quick, pull my chargers out, and get everything charged and plugged in, plug my phone in, and you know, leave it on the table. So I kind of get acclimated. I'm the kind of guy that when I'm checking in for more than three or four days, I will unpack so I can clean my suitcase out, which is what I did. 20 minutes later, you know, I'm kind of getting hungry and I'm thinking, well, if my phone's got 20% on it, 30% on it, that's fine. I'll grab some food real quick and then I'll, you know, come back. Or maybe I'll grab a charger. My phone is still dead. I'm a little alarmed. I'm a little concerned. What do I do? I don't really know about my phone. Uh, so I, I do a hard reset on the phone. I try to anyway. It doesn't really work. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's the maybe it's the, the, the plug. Because what I noticed is when you plug in, they had some old-style outlets. You know those outlets when you plug in a plug and it just falls out? This happened, like three different outlets in the room. And so I'm a little worried. So I'm like, okay, well, let me change plugs. I'll change cords. I'll change chargers. And move to a different plug. Plug everything in. Let it sit for the 10 minutes. It doesn't come on at all. It just doesn't. Now, I'm beginning to get a little panicked here because I I don't have a phone. I have no way to contact anybody. Now, I have an iPad that is on Wi-Fi only. Now, the Wi-Fi is actually pretty good there at the Anaheim Resort. i got to give them credit for that. So I go to the front desk, and I ask them, I'm like, hey, can you you call me a taxi? I've got to go to the Apple Store. I've already looked it up online. Uh, Actually, online, I actually looked up on YouTube, you know, what to do when when your phone doesn't charge, when your phone doesn't come on. And and one video kind of gave me some ideas. I tried them. They didn't work. Another video told me how to unsnap the phone case, basically, pull the battery out, like wipe the battery down, put it back in thinking I, I probably should not do that. So get to the front desk, ask them to call me a taxi. I, I don't have any other option. 
the, the, the nearest Apple store is at the Brea Mall, which is approximately seven minutes away. It's about a 25-minute drive down through traffic. The guy at the front desk says, well, why don't you call it Uber or Lyft? And I'm like, I don't have a phone. I can't do anything. So he calls me a taxi, and I'm like, please, make it a reputable taxi. Now, again, I don't know where we're going. I don't know anything about this area. I just know there's Disneyland. Here's some hotels. That's it. Once we leave this extra little two or three block area, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do here. So a taxi pulls up, and it is a very old van. And I'm not going to be stereotypical or talk about to catch a predator, but it kind of reminds me of something like that. So the guy pulls up, nice guy and all, but it's an old white van. There's not even markings on the side indicating it's a taxi. It has a wheelchair ramp that he has to basically jigger to make sure it stays in the phone, stays in the door. They don't take credit cards. They only take cash. So I have to give my phone number over the phone to dispatch. Not my phone number, excuse me. I have to give my credit card number over the phone dispatch so I can, so I can get a ride get my credit card number and I'm thinking to myself I've got to call my wife as soon as my phone works and tell her to check our credit card statement tomorrow to make sure this guy didn't clean out because I have no idea and I, and you have to know that I'm a big fan of true crime I watch a lot of Dateline I watch a lot of Dateline NBC and 2020 Forensic Files CSI loved that show so naturally in my mind I'm thinking I'm going to be one of those guys that we're supposed to go one way and the van went the opposite direction, and they're going to find me in a ditch. Swear, swear, I'm thinking this. You know, It's overdramatic thinking. I'm already wigged out anyway because I don't have a phone. I have nothing. I can't contact anybody. My, my iPad is on Wi-Fi, and we're not on Wi-Fi anymore, so I can't contact anybody through the iPad. I'm just I'm stuck. He gets me to the Braille Mall without a problem. So I feel kind of bad, you know, not, I feel kind of bad second guessing this entire experience, but still, it was a little weird. It was a little sketch, you know. Get to the Braille Mall, go to the Apple Store, meet these two guys, and tell them what's wrong, and I'm like, hey guys, I, 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 have a th- I have an event tomorrow, the Parkology Challenge, I have an event tomorrow, I don't know what to do, I don't have a phone, I need your help, can you help me? My man plugs it in, three seconds later the phone comes on. I don't know what he did. I asked him what he did. He said, I just plugged it in, I did a hard reset, everything's fine. And he, he told me, he said, hey man, sometimes it happens. He said, sometimes the phone just does not come on. If you had tried it again a couple of minutes later at your house, or your apartment, your room, or whatever, it probably would have come on. So I don't know. So finally, my phone came back on through lots of prayer, and I was very, very, I was so relieved by this. You cannot imagine how relieved I was by this. So I ended up catching an Uber, catching a Lyft, actually, uh, called a Lyft driver, got, went to In-N-Out Burger, had myself In-N-Out for the very first time. The burger was phenomenal. The fries were just okay. Got back to the hotel after 10 o'clock after this crazy experience. I had planned on going to downtown Disney, spending a little time there, maybe getting some dinner at downtown Disney, or going to In-N-Out Burger and coming back, just something like that. But nope, the whole night wasted. So that was a lot of fun. But I had a working phone, and that's really all that mattered. I was so happy by that it just it's weird how connected we are and, and, and i know that we should disconnect sometimes but i think if you want to disconnect that's okay just be prepared to do it i don't want to disconnect and have have it just yanked out from under me like that because that's scary that's tough that's really really tough so so that was the the beginning of my trip which turned out to be just fine that was the only thing i had wrong with it and i actually since that day my phone has not gone dead i have not let my phone get down to two percent or, or less for the phone to go dead so i have been charging it properly the entire time so there's a little lesson to you the Anaheim hotel actually is very very nice it sits um it sits kind of catty cornered from disneyland now you have to understand disneyland when you're walking up to Disneyland, walking down the sidewalk, you go into Disneyland, there's about a 150-yard driveway you have to walk down to get to Disneyland, okay, from the very front. So it's not as if the park gates are just right there. Hey, I walk out, I walk across from my hotel, I walk across the street. Hey, there's Disneyland. No, no, no. There are there's a, there's a long stretch of walkway you have to go through to go through the security, go through bag check, 
Then get to the Esplanade where the gates are, where Disneyland's on one side, California Adventures on the other. If you keep walking, you'll hit downtown Disney. And then beyond that, of course, is uh, uh, is the Dis- Disneyland Hotel. And so, you know, there's, it's kind of a little walk to it. So even at the beginning of that Esplanade, that beginning of that walkway, you're still looking at three or four or five minute walk. So wherever you're walking from, add that four or five minutes there. Okay. Uh, so we're at the, the, the Anaheim Hotel. Very kind of very kind of retro modern kind of look it has kind of an old school feel to it because it, it it's almost like it wants to go for a Brady Bunch 70s type look but it doesn't want to be too kitschy so it kind of stops before it goes overboard but you can tell there's some of that in there very clean uh, the room was extremely clean the beds were very comfortable we had a regular standard room I got a little lost there. That's my fault. That's not the hotel's fault because there are signs all over the place telling you where to go. But um, but I was able to find my way around. Be- beds were very good. Two things I noticed. One was that, the like I said, the outlets, the plugs kept falling out. So that was a problem. And two, the shower backed up. And we were showering in water that was probably two or three inches deep, which is kind of gross because my roommate, Joey, my good friend, I, you know, I like the guy and all, but I don't want to shower in his feet water. I told the front desk... When they came back the next day, the plugs had been replaced and the bathtub had drained. Bathtub was was drained out. Everything was fixed, so it was great. They were really, really great. I've heard various things. I know the Diz Unplugged podcast. They did a they did a, a podcast on it. They didn't really have a good experience. We had a great experience. We really, really did. Uh, there is a pizza restaurant open till about two in the morning, attached to it. So we actually had pizza one night about midnight. And, and again, that's part of my challenge story that I'll talk to you later. Uh, down the block, maybe. I don't know, maybe five to ten minute walk. There's a Walgreens and a CVS right there, so you can go down there if you have any questions. They're both 24 hours. If you have any needs or you know, shampoo or shaving cream or snacks or whatever, it's right there. And I actually visited both of those places twice, which was really nice to have it right there. So out of the out of the gate, when you walk out of the Anna Hotel, you walk across the street, you take a right, you go down about another three or four minutes, and then you hit that long driveway. So we're I clocked it at about a 12 minute walk from where we were. We were next to the Castle Inns and Suites, and there was another resort on the other side of us called the Desert Palms. I I believe, and I've got a map somewhere with all the stuff on it, but I believe that was, that was what was on the other side. It was it was basically right across the street from that opening walkway. Um, you know, the Sheraton was there, the Spring Hill uh, Inns and Suites were there, the Red Line was down the street. So I, I have some I have some visual images of all these hotels. I have pictures and stuff, and we're going to put those on the website pretty soon, themagicandadollar.com. We're going to have a, a kind of a, a page basically basically spelling out these resorts around the Disneyland area because you got to be careful. Some of those resorts will say, hey, we're right across the street from Disneyland, and maybe they are, but if they're on the side of Disneyland, that means you got to walk all the way down and all the way around. And our last morning for breakfast, actually, I took a I took a lift over to um, to breakfast around at the Disneyland Hotel, and so we we circled the entire circumference of the whole property. That's a long walk. So if you're on the side of one of those ho- in the hotel on the side of Disneyland, that's a long walk ahead of you. So I don't know that I would suggest that. Maybe get an art shuttle or or something like that to take you there. So we had a really really good time there. A few things that we did. We did the walk. In Walt's footsteps tour. Now that was a tour. It costs about a hundred bucks, and basically what you do is you meet up with a small group of people, and they take you around to um, to various spots of Disneyland. They talk about Walt Disney. You actually have a little headpiece in, and you get to hear some sound bites from Walt Disney. You know, talking about Frontierland, talking about Tomorrowland, talking about uh, to you know the Main Street USA and things like that. And then of course at the very end, you get to go in Walt's apartment. Now. What I decided, what Joey and I just both decided, my, my buddy Joey and I, we kind of kind of figure with this tour, after we did it, it's one of those things where if you're interested enough to do the tour, you already know these things that you learn on this tour. If 
you're not really that interested in the tour, and maybe if you're the kind of person who doesn't know these things, you're probably not enough interested enough to go on this tour. So I liked the tour. The the uh, uh, the, the leader, her name was Jerry Ann, uh, uh, Jamie Ann. Jamie Ann. She was very nice, very sweet. Had a lot of answers for a lot of questions. We had a great Disney discussion. It just it wasn't anything revolutionary for us. I would never do the tour again. But if it's something you want to do and you've been to Disneyland several times and you want to do something different, I would recommend it. At the very end of it, of course, we got to go in Walt Disney's apartment, which sits above the fire station because Walt Disney, because he lived 40 miles away. And so he was commuting nearly every day through 40 miles of traffic to get to Disneyland as it was being built, as the park opened, to kind of visit the park. And it was just too much for him. So he had that apartment built over the fire station so he and his family and his grandkids could go up there and they could spend the night and everything. They could look out over the park and he would stand there uh, looking out the window at the, at the people coming and going and everything or he would go down and have a seat on the bench just watch people back and forth and we'll talk about Walt's apartment too I, I want to kind of do that maybe in another another show or something because Walt's apartment's a cool little place and I'd like to kind of get into that just a little bit but we'll get to that some of the other experiences we were able to partake in was meeting the Marvel characters uh, we got to meet Captain America and now of course over on the west coast Disney is able to put Marvel characters in the parks. They can't do so on the East Coast. It's a universal contract thing. We can get into that later if you have questions about that. But uh, but they're not able to do that on the, on the East Coast. But on the West Coast in Disneyland, I met Captain America. By the way, he was very chatty. Uh, we got to meet him, take some pictures and stuff, and he just kept talking and talking and talking. And we were kind of in the spot in the line where Captain America was about to go on break. And we told we told the we told the the cast member, hey, can can he go ahead and get our picture real quick? We have a fast pass for something else, and we actually did. And so you know, she let us go ahead and meet Captain America real quick. And I think the photographer and the cast member with him was were ready to go because they kind of their body language kind of told us, hey, let's get it move on. But Captain America just kept talking and talking and talking. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually got to meet Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow. Black Widow actually looked pretty convincing. Hawkeye looked like. Did not look like Jeremy Renner. He looked like Nicholas Holt. And he's the actor that's actually in the new movie Tolkien. He's also in uh, X-Men. He plays Beast, the Professor Hank, and what's his name, and who turns into Beast. And he's been in some other movies as well. But he looked like Nicholas Holt. He did not look like Hawkeye, which is kind of weird. One of the worst Hawkeyes I've ever seen. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. I also got to meet Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was super cool. Uh, I actually had on my Captain Marvel shirt that I purchased uh, before the trip just for that specific purpose of meeting Captain Marvel. And I uh, got to talk to Captain Marvel for a few minutes. She was really, really great. Black Panther and Siri were out there as well. Uh, and Okoye was not able to meet them. They were on the Visa meet and greet side. You had to have a Disney Visa to go meet them. And I didn't, do not have a Disney Visa, so I was not able to meet them. And that's okay. Loki came out as well, did a meet and greet around the corner. I saw him, didn't get to meet him, but I did wave at him and everything, so that was kind of fun too. And and over at Missions, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, Star-Lord and Gamora were over there doing a dance-off. One of the best Star-Lords I've ever seen. Now, the Star-Lords we've had up in Del Walt Disney World, to me, just... See, face characters are tricky. They're really tricky because you don't, you know, you're not going to be able to get Chris Pratt there. You know, you're not going to be able to get Scarlett Johansson and Zoe Saldana and the real people there, and that's that's fine. But you want to get somebody kind of close, and the ones we've had at Walt Disney World are just not close. You, you look at them and you're like, that doesn't look like Star Lord at all. That looks like Star Wars cousin who had too much to drink at a party one day. It's just, it's not good. The one at Disneyland, Star-Lord looked fantastic. He was amazing. I was really, really impressed with that. He and Gamora both looked fantastic. Did not get to meet them either, but I did get to see them, get some pictures and stuff, so that was really, really fun. Um, the Haunted Mansion there is a little different from the Haunted Mansion in Disney World because they have 
the Hatbox Ghost. Now, the Hatbox Ghost is a very famous icon of Haunted Mansion lore. Uh, you can Google it and everything, see the Hatbox Ghost. Basically, it's a ghost that's holding up a hatbox, and in the hatbox, his head appears. And it's it's I'd never seen the Hatbox Ghost before, because in the previous time I went, uh, they didn't have it. So it's something they've added brand new in the last several years. So it, it was extremely cool for me. I was kind of waking out a little bit. I was like, that's the Hatbox Ghost. That's the Hatbox Ghost. I was, just, I was excited. Uh, you can also build your own gauntlet there. Not at the Haunted Mansion, but uh, there you can build your own gauntlet for like $25.00. You can actually build a gauntlet with uh, different pieces symbolizing Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man and such. I, I chose not to do that, but just something I, I watched and watched partake of. You can actually can shoot little little Nerf Nerf gun things out of your your gauntlet. So if you're ever at Disneyland, you want a gauntlet, you can do that there. Uh, we got to see World of Color, which is the nighttime festivity show. Uh, beautiful show. It's on the water and it's just gorgeous. They do a lot of. Uh, projections, a lot of music, things like that. It's one of the only times you get to hear music from Enchanted actually playing, and it's just it's beautiful. Love the World of Color. We had special seating for it. We had fast passes for that, so I was able to get a good seat and just enjoy it. Um, the backdrop, of course, is the Incredicoaster with Mickey's Big Wheel. The Pixar Pal around is what they call it now, and and the lights from uh, from Par- uh, Pixar Piers all there. So it's just it's just beautiful. Now, my favorite ride. At Disneyland, it's got to be Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Now, I had heard this ride was great. Of course, people were very apprehensive because they took out Tower of Terror a couple of years ago, and they were putting in this brand new ride. Um, I believe last time I went to Disneyland was 2016, and they had not finished Mission Mission Breakout, but they had closed Tower of Terror. We weren't able to ride it for whatever reason because it wasn't open. Um, now it's it's a the whole story of the ride is that the collector has collected all of the Guardians. And that Rocket Raccoon is uh, is basically getting you to help them escape. Um, you walk in to the the main lobby or the queue of the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, and it's kind of the staging room before they send you off to whatever elevator room you get to go in. It is a nerd's dream. You look around, and there is some there is stuff everywhere. Now, I had to go online to actually get get cues on this, and there are something like 2,200 artifacts there, and there are over 80 different Easter eggs in this queue. And what I mean by an Easter egg is a little something that nods to this, a little something that nods to that. Um, there is an Ultron century from the Age of Ultron, the Avengers movie there, and it talks. There is Cosmo the dog, which you would see at the end of one of the Marvel movies. Uh, above you, there are little different boxes with different creatures in them. One of them is Figment, and you only see a shadow. You only see a silhouette of Figment. He comes to the edge of the glass you know, every few minutes. You can see him for like a minute or two, minute or two but you know it's Figment. His silhouette is there. Uh, Howard the Duck is there. Um, you know, There are references to comic books. There are references to movies. There are references to, to characters. There are references to so much stuff. You walk into the little staging room there before you go into the long hallway to your elevator. Uh, again, it's where, if you're on Tower of Terror, is where you would see the video for Rod Serling saying, you know, it's a dark stormy night, much like this, your maintenance elevator, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, I was just dazzled around this room. Just looking around at everything around the room, just catching things, looking at things. Uh, Rocket Raccoon comes out. He appears on the top as an animatronic and looks incredible. He looks so great. Um, you know, and he's he's talking basically about how we're going to break him out and so on. You know, my my hands are too small for the for the whatever, but your hands aren't, so we want you to hold your hands up and whatever. You get into the the main queue as you load into the elevator. 
there's stuff all through there as well. There's little references to planets, little references to to storylines. It just it's so cool. We went, we rode the ride. I think I rode the ride three or four times, and every time I was finding something new, I was trying to take pictures of everything I could, and just you know, it is it's like a nerd's dream. You walk in there now. If you don't know any of these references or you're not paying attention, it's still a great ride. It is a fantastic ride. You get in line, you get in your seat, just like Tower of Terror used to be, and you go up and down and stuff. Except uh, this time, you're you're being treated to lots of loud rock music. We want the funk. Um, I think there was some Pat Benatar that played one time. Uh, I want to say it was Earth, Wind, and Fire or something that played one time. It's just, it's this cool 70s music or whatever, 70s and 80s music that's playing. Of course, you know, Star-Lord is a big fan of the 80s music, so that's playing. And uh, the ride's going up and down. The lights are on, the lights are off. You know, you see the graphics of the Guardians. They're battling and whatever. And just, it's it's a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. And it wasn't just a straight up and then straight down and back up again. It was just kind of a bouncy back and forth. And there, I don't I don't know that there were any really major drops over and over. Um, so if you didn't like Tower of Terror because of those major big drops, this one is, takes those major big drops and chops it up into several small drops. But there's still drops nonetheless. So if you don't like the drops, this may not be the ride for you. Um, it was wonderful, though. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And I highly recommend you do that again. You do it again. I definitely recommend you get a Fast Pass for it. Now, they have something there called Max Pass, which I highly recommend as well. Uh, it's 15 bucks a day per person. I think if you purchase ahead of time, when you purchase your tickets, maybe as a part of a package... You get them for $10 a day per person, and it is well worth it. Now, this is the old system where they would you would run across the park. You can get Fast Passes and stuff, the paper Fast Passes and everything, or do them on your phone. With MaxPass, you get to do them on your phone. As soon as you walk in to the gates, get on your phone. You can fire up MaxPass. You can figure out which Fast Passes are available and lock your Fast Passes in right there. We did that many, many, many times. It's wonderful. It's awesome. And they actually roll as well. So even if... You can actually stack them. So if you have a, let's say it's 10 o'clock in the morning and a credit coaster, it's just a crazy day for a credit coaster, there's not another fast pass for it until 5 o'clock. Go ahead and lock that down. In two hours, you can get another fast pass. So now it's 12 o'clock and you get a fast pass at 4 for Mission Breakout. Well, at 2 o'clock, you can get another fast pass. Let's say you get one at you know 3 o'clock for Haunted Mansion. Now you get three fast passes stacked up. And you can just roll them and stack them as much as you possibly can, which is also very nice. I, I'll be honest with you. I would love for Disney World to go to this system. I don't know that they will because I think the magic bands are too in, too heavily involved in the process. Uh, but it would be really cool. It would be very cool to do that. I love the MaxPass system. I love everything about it. Uh, Disneyland and California Adventure as a whole was a great trip. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we had we ate various places. Uh, they had they have a little red wagon corn dog shop, which is amazing i love the corn dogs there you know i had uh, everything from the ice the ice cream cookie sandwiches which you can't find at disney world i always eat those like crazy when i get there because i love those so much they're so good i really wish disney world would get them back and i don't mean like the mickey shaped head sandwiches i mean actually like the the cookie sandwiches with a vanilla ice cream in the middle and they're so good uh had churros while i was there of course churros came from Walt Di- from disneyland and they were fantastic, so I definitely recommend getting those. Uh, we had a little, we had a breakfast over in uh, in Disney. I can't want to say Disney Springs. It's downtown Disney, called the Jazz Kitchen, and they have a regular restaurant there. But they also have like a little counter service there. We had some breakfast for like eight, eight or nine bucks. I had a uh, I had a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. And some beignets, which was amazing. I mean, it's just it's really good food. Overall, I loved my stay there. I loved being there at Disneyland. It's not one that I'm going to go back to often because I'll be at Disney World a lot. Disney World is my home, and I'm going to be there a lot because I love Disney World so much. But I look forward to going back to Disneyland, um, you know, 
maybe once a year, maybe once every two years or so. We're gonna we're gonna do the challenge again. We will do the parkology challenge once again at some point very very soon. Uh, maybe in the next year or two. I'd like to try it again to see what happens. Now we are also discussing doing a challenge in September for Disney World. That's all 49 rides over four parks. Now, we're not sure if that's going to happen yet or not. It's in the works. We're talking about it. We're also talking about making that a fundraiser as well for one of my favorite charities. So listen closely for more information about that because hopefully that will be coming to a uh, coming to a podcast near you. Well, thank you so much for listening to my little spiel on Disneyland. Uh, I hope I answered some questions and was able to share a little bit about uh, Disneyland as a whole. Maybe got you a little excited for Disneyland, and I'm sure that I will have more stories to come up. Uh, maybe next week, maybe I'll try to talk a little bit about the Parkology Challenge. Of course, I'll have Disney World stuff to talk about as well, so got to squeeze all that in. And we'll be doing the, uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Magical for Epcot and for Animal Kingdom coming up sometime in the next few weeks as well. So we'll talk about that kind of stuff, too. And just keep listening. Download, subscribe to the show. I really want you guys to, to share the show with other people. Let people know the show exists because that's how we grow the show. That's the best thing. And you know what? For any podcast, for any podcast, that's the best thing you can do is go online, review the show, rate the show, give it five stars, and then tell somebody about it. And it's free to do so. It takes 10 minutes of your time, less than that, actually. And I would love for you guys to do it. That would help me out tremendously. Thank you so much, guys. My name is David Dollar. Again, thank you so much for joining us here. And we'll be back next Thursday with more Magical Conversations in a Podcast form. You guys, don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar. Facebook at Disney on a Dollar. And of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.